Hello, I'm Boz. And I'm Ben. And this week we'll be talking about shoddy shoes, dressing for success, knowing your onions, and footballing harmony. Welcome to Backseat Coaches. You know it's coming to the end of the summer when the transfer market is going crazy. Yes. You, it is kind of a, a sign of the times, isn't it? Or a sign yeah. of the time of year anyway. Yes, there has been some some transfers to talk about, isn't there? It, I think it feels like it's coming to the end of the summer mm. sooner because the English transfer window closes yeah. much earlier this the year. Summer, the summer in England is always so short. It's getting shorter and shorter because summer for me is when the football's not on. Yeah. So <laughs> August, what is it? It starts this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah. It starts on Friday. It's ridiculous how early the Premier League starts now. And it, I don't know why. They haven't added more teams. No. <laughs> it's the same every year. <laughs> but they, I, they do have to kind of stretch the the season out because the players there is a, a risk of exhaustion I suppose yeah. um, and with all the European games and stuff you have to play a lot of travel so uh, it is good and it's it's good for fans as well like fans generally want the season to go on all year don't they I think some do yeah yeah I think a lot of a lot of fans are like oh this football's finished what am I going to do for the next twelve weeks get a job <laughs> <laughs> do something productive <laughs> with your Saturdays make a podcast no actually don't do that. <laughs> But like you said, there's been a lot of money flying around, yes. a lot of excitement, mm. and I got a bit carried away, Did and you? I've put in a transfer request. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you that, That's why I wasn't at podcast training. Uh, uh, you, <laughs> you David Louise and me, <laughs> David Louise and me. <laughs> Uh, it's his a, English brother yeah, that's a funny name for it I'm going to call it that from now on David Louise <laughs> oh let's have a look at some headlines shall we did you see by Nick Kyrgios having the time of his life he literally said he had the week of his life it, it was quite nice he did a little acceptance speech when he won the Washington Open um, his sixth ATP title in total and second of the year and he, yeah, he had a little speech where he said it was the, one of the best weeks of his life. He thanked all the tournament director and everyone and sort of picked out specific people in the tournament. And I don't watch the acceptance speeches very often uh, for these little tournaments. So maybe they, maybe they'll do it. Maybe they do it for every tournament. Yeah. But it was nice and like they seemed to really appreciate it. I imagine I could have picked out the people he was thanking. It was the ones without the black eyes. <laughs> Not thank you, Bull Boy. <laughs> he did thank the Bull Boys and said, I know I'll give you a hard time. And he does. <laughs> but what a week he had. Um, so he's up into the top 30 in the world for the first time since last year. Oh, okay. Good. And he was down in 72nd in the world before Wimbledon. So it's quite he's up to number 27 in the world. It's quite a big leap. Um and he has been playing quite well on the yes. tour. Um he beat Sitsipas in the semi-finals who he was playing with in doubles as well. Them two, I watched a bit of the highlights of them playing doubles. They are a great pair to watch because Sitsipas is quite flamboyant and yeah. Kyrgios is possibly the most flamboyant tennis player I've ever seen, possibly apart from Dustin Brown. Have have we seen it go wrong for them yet, though? I, I've, again, only watched highlights. <laughs> <laughs> but Sissipas seems like the sort of guy that maybe Kyrgios needs. He's very sort of laid back and yeah. just chills. And like he, uh, Kyrgios played mixed doubles at Wimbledon, didn't he? With a, I, She was American, I think, wasn't she? But she was also very sort of laid back and chilled. And it seemed to rub off on Kyrgios a little bit, sort of chill him out a little bit. Which might be good for him, I think. Maybe his uh, parents have set him up on play dates. Yeah. <laughs> now, Stefanos is going to come round, Nick. <laughs> you play nicely, okay? Don't break his racket again. <laughs> or his shoes. Did you see in Sitsipas, there's a story of the week, was Sitsipas had numerous pairs of shoes that just kept on breaking. What? Every single pair of shoes he wore in every match, he had a problem with his laces. His laces kept snapping. Or pulling them too tight. 
Possibly, possibly, but you can't, you can't do that with every single pair, can you? There's obviously a problem with his manufacturer. He ran out at one point. He ran out of shoes in the match against Kyrgios. <laughs> Didn't think to change the laces. Well, <laughs> new shoes, yeah. new shoes. <laughs> I mean, he's a tennis player. That's what they do, isn't it? They smash up a racket and they get a new one. They snap a lace, they get some new shoes and it didn't work for him. So, it, yeah, it was an interesting thing, but Kyrgios was sort of stood there waiting. Um, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody famous in the crowd or a famous tennis player um, that Tsitsipas sort of gave him to, I assume it's his coach. Yeah. Uh, he sort of he had a ball boy run them off the court to this guy in the crowd. He was just sort of, I don't know what he was doing, looking at him. <laughs> and then I guess he tied the laces together. <laughs> that would be what I would have done. Yeah. And then he just gave them back and Kyrgios sort of ran, ran across with them and sort of presented to them on one knee, <laughs> which is quite cool. Um, the other thing that Kyrgios did that I thought was very good, in, uh, I think, the last three matches, on match point, he goes to the crowd, to a, like a person in the crowd, the first one was a woman in the crowd, and asked her where to serve this next point. And then he does it, and wins the match and then he goes and gives <laughs> the person in the crowd a big hug and now that's his thing and he's doing it every time really? <laughs> on match point every time he goes to the crowd and asks them where to serve and he's won all of them so far I think so maybe they should be up playing maybe yeah. <laughs> oh, old lady from the crowd how you come and you wonder why he doesn't have a coach because this is what a coach <laughs> would do he doesn't need a coach <laughs> oh do you know coaching from the sidelines that's not allowed is it Oh, plain clothes coaches. Ooh. I think I've fixed it. <laughs> Did you see about Hinako Shibuno? No. She won the Ladies British Open in the golf. Okay. She is the first, oh no, sorry, the second Japanese major winner in golf ever. ever. Wow. So, so there's only been one more and that was also in the women's tour um, 40 odd years ago. So quite impressive yeah it was also her first appearance outside of japan she's never played outside of japan before is it the first time she's played golf as well possibly yeah she got some clubs uh, out of a christmas stocking or something i don't know just on holiday yeah uh, what the open's going on i'll play why not it's what they do in britain isn't it yeah while here while in rome she so she's 20 years old um she's known as the smiling cinderella because she's had such a sort of charmed story so far she's won a couple of titles in japan already um she was 559th in the world going mm. into this year and she's won a couple of tournaments in japan this year already and now has won her first major and she is incredible like she has she can't speak English, really. She can speak awesome. a very, very little bits of English, but she, like in a press conference and everything, she had to have a translator. Um, but she doesn't let that stop her. She's just smiling yeah. along with the crowd, having fun, like doing high fives and stuff, walking up the fairway, like telling jokes to her caddy and stuff. Like oh, she nice. just seems to have <laughs> a lot of fun. And I, I wonder whether we're sort of going into another era of having characters in sport again. Because I feel like there's a few coming through yeah. that have a bit more character. Like there's been a while now where there's been a lot of sort of media training and everyone says the same thing. Yeah. And it's very, very boring. Yes. But now there's people like Klopp who's coming through, doing things a little bit different, doing things fun. Kyrgios is sort of taking off. I think people are gravitating again towards people who are fun to watch and not necessarily good yeah but fun yeah. to watch yeah i can see that and like Naomi Osaka as well is kind of like that she's very sort of down to earth and just, just speaks her mind in a interview she doesn't not she's not really media trained at all so if there's sort of a market for sports people who aren't very good mm. but just say things yeah I mean, you're looking at two right here. Yeah. <laughs> I say loads of things, <laughs> as the year has been documented. Give us a ring, Shibuno's agent. <laughs> that was one other thing I wanted to say about her. Her manager dresses up in like funny costumes nice. for the match <laughs> and just walks along with her in a silly costume to make her smile. How nice is that? I think Very that, good. I think that is exactly what a manager is for. <laughs> Nothing else. I, th I think all football agents should do that. And just, yes. So you just walk around Old Trafford and there's just <laughs> hundreds of people. <laughs> Trying to get you to sign contracts <laughs> or wearing big like honey monster costumes or something like that. In sadder news, have you seen that Dale Stain has retired from Test cricket? 
I did see this. Yeah, the eighth leading all-time wicket-taker in Test cricket. Took 439 Test wickets since 2004 when he made his debut. Um, He's 36, has had a multitude of injuries. He's not really played a lot of cricket in the last five years, I think it's probably now. He's been in and out in that time. Uh, missed the World Cup this year with a shoulder injury and has decided to only play one day as in T20s from now on to try and sort of prolong his international yeah. career. Probably sensible. Um, yes. Just a little bit sad, a little bit of a passing of the of the torch again. Yeah, it's a shame that a lot of these retirements are enforced by injury. Yeah, he didn't really get to go out, go out on his own terms. No. Staying, unfortunately, yeah, he's been plagued with injuries towards the end of his career. Um, it's always sad to see that, isn't it? When a player sort of really wants to come back and it looked like it was going to happen with Murray Did, yeah. and uh, with Anderson as well, that possibly now that might happen with his, he's got quite a bad injury with his calf, it seems. Um, so it's, a bit, it's always a bit sad to see people who are right at the top of their game and then having to bow out for, for an injury. But um, hopefully he'll, he'll play on in one day as and yeah. we'll carry on seeing him. Because he is, when he's on form, an incredible bowler. I mean, one of the best in the world, no doubt. Um, so good luck, Dale, and hopefully your uh, shoulder fixes itself. Have you seen, in good news, uh, the UEFA Super Cup is going to be refereed by the first woman referee to referee a major men's football event. I did see this. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. There's no reason why not. Absolutely not. I mean, I think leading up to this, women referees like have been held to a different standard of like fitness and stuff like that. Um, so have sort of been working towards being on par. Yeah. But there's no, like you said, there's absolutely no reason why a female referee couldn't keep up with the male game no. I don't think referees don't have to be beating players or anything <laughs> like, you don't have to be the quickest on the pitch <laughs> you yeah. just got to be able to keep up with the slower ones <laughs> um, so Stephanie Frappa is going to be the referee uh, she refereed the women's World Cup final just gone and oh yeah so did her assistants as well I didn't write their names down at the assistants because no one cares about no. them but <laughs> they're just liners aren't they no one cares <laughs> just throw stuff at them that's all they're there for <laughs> In fact, these days, that probably is all they're there for. They don't have to do offside or anything, do they, anymore? They don't. No, That's absolutely so, true. So they just go out there for a run. <laughs> have you seen, in weirder news, Jurgen Klopp has employed a surfer? I saw the headline, mm. but didn't go any further. He didn't really need to. There's nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> he employed surfer Sebastian Stoitner, um, who is like a, a champion surfer, to... Uh, teach his team breathing exercises to use to sort of bring your stress levels down uh the only breathing exercise i can imagine a surfer needs Mm. is how to hold your breath when you're underwater (laughs) when the wave comes that's and and if i'm in that situation i'm panicked I would be as well if it was on a football pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, How has this happened? (laughs) Who put this massive pit here? Ooh, new tactic for this season, though, isn't it? That's what Liverpool are going to do. Tsunamis. <laughs> no, they're just going to dig pits all over their pitch. Because if their players fall in, they know what to do, don't they? Mm. Mm. Back to cricket. Back to a bowler in cricket. Did you see... I know you saw this because I showed you. <laughs> Pavel Florin's bowling action. If you could call it that. It is incredible. So during during the test match just gone, uh, ESPN Crick Info was constantly linking this video saying, ooh, re- cricket's really taking off in Romania at the moment. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about. And I clicked on it. And it's a video of Pavel Florin playing for Kliej. I don't know what. I don't even know if that's how you say it. C-L-U-J. I assume it's Kliege, right? Kluge? Kluge? Kluge. Kluge. It's Romania anyway. Um, playing for them and bowling in a way that he himself describes as not beautiful or effective. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like cricket. But he does. He loves the game. <laughs> I would encourage everyone to watch it because it makes, it makes you feel better about anything that you do as well. It makes you wonder... How bad the other bowlers must be yeah, if they still let him bowl. I imagine he's the captain. He looks a bit like a meathead, <laughs> yes. doesn't he? So he probably just forces his way in. <laughs> I'm good to bowl now. <laughs> but I love the interview with him afterwards. He's, he's so enthusiastic yeah, about cricket. Yeah, he just loves it. And yeah. fair play to him. Like, that is what sport is all about. You don't have to be good. 
and he's not. But <laughs> <laughs> that's lucky. <laughs> Last thing we we're going to mention in yeah. the headlines is the Ashes. Yeah, it's a tiny little headline. No one's really been noticing, but England's woeful display. Yeah. Well. A fifth of it was woeful. Yes, it really was. I thought actually England played fairly well for about, probably about three days, three and a half days yeah, maybe. Yeah, so maybe, so two fifths. The end, <laughs> yeah, the end of their bowling performance was fairly average. They just had no no ideas, did they? No, I mean, Smith is a bit of a nightmare to bowl to, but it, it was, like it's Marine really, Marine just didn't really turn up no. to bowl, which is important on a spinning pitch where yeah there was turn to be had well but yeah he could not find it he couldn't find it not in a way that was going to take a wicket no. anyway he just looks shot doesn't he, he looks shot of confidence yeah. marine unfortunately i think i don't think he'll play the next game i think I he'll play know. jack leach yes jack leach who's he's in great full form. Of confidence yeah the, the man's in great well. form he scored 90 odd in the last test yeah <laughs> bowl <laughs> he's a left arm spinner as well which is a uh, that's useful unusual yeah because we've got root who can bowl a bit of right arm spin yeah Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> he can bowl. <laughs> he can throw it pebble flooring style and get yeah. it down the other end. Did you see Maureen did bowl a ball that was worse? Oh, yeah. It went over Smith's head, yeah. <laughs> he bowled a, a no ball for height as a spinner. <laughs> it was pretty poor. Um, but yeah, like uh, their first innings, the first innings batting, brilliant. I thought they batted really well in the first innings. They yes. themselves really very well. Very controlled. But then second innings on a tough pitch uh, where it was spinning and Lyon was... Lion's a really good bowler. Lion's yeah. one of the best spinners in the world. You can't you can't deny that. And he took good he took good figures. A couple of bad shots. Jason Roy's was probably not the best, was it? Nope. Dancing down the <laughs> wicket. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what to think about that because he he's young in Test cricket. This is his second Test. He needs to. He doesn't play four day cricket very often, does he? He's not play. He's a one, he's a white ball specialist. No, but. It's, it's batting is still batting like yeah like... it is but in white ball cricket that's a ball you probably would well Nathan Lyon's probably a bowler that you want to hit off his length so that he's not attacking you anymore he has played he does he hasn't played uh, international test cricket mm. but he has played first class he does, cricket yeah he does play four day cricket but he is a white ball specialist, Jason. Well, he's a whacker, isn't he? That's what he's in the team for. But he knows, and and he knows what spinners are meant to do, doesn't he? Spin the ball, yeah, <laughs> through your gate, <laughs> bowl you as you dance down the wicket. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a terrible shot. I'm not trying to excuse the shot, but he, I thought he played all right in the yeah, first he innings. Did. He didn't really he did. have much of a yeah. problem, and he played well in the second innings until that shot. Um, he just needs to use and, a bit of discretion because those shots aren't always a bad idea in test cricket arguably the first person out when a batting team collapses isn't the cause of a collapse absolutely not i mean he's been blamed for it but it's not his fault <laughs> no there are i think four people went for 27 they lost after a lot that of, there was 60 for one when Roy got out yeah and they ended up 100 and something all out 130 all out or something so that it it's not his fault. No. <laughs> <He> scored, <they've> been, <laughs> no. With him and Root, they scored about half the runs they scored in the innings. Um, I don't blame him. I don't blame Roy. It was a bad shot, but I don't blame yeah. him for the loss. Um, I just, I just think it's going to be a lot of changes. I feel. I, I, yeah, I was thinking that. I, I feel like there's they've got to replace Anderson. He's injured. Broad played well. Wokes played well, so they'll stay in. Marine's got to go. Yes. I think Stokes will stay. Butler will probably stay. Yeah, don't know Den- about Bearstow. Oh, Bearstow is in bad form. Yeah. He's in bad nick at the moment. Folks. I, yeah, I, I genuinely, I really like Folks. He's yeah. a great wicketkeeper and batted really well when we needed him to as well in a pressure moment. Um, and I think Bearstow, sometimes a rocket does him good. So being dropped yeah. from the team, I think would probably help his game. So he might go, Denley might go because he, he had a bit of a nothing yeah. game. He's not really much of anything. He's a bit of both. Burns played well, good century in the first innings. Root's obviously not going to go. And who opened the bat in Roy? So Roy will prop I mean Roy, I Roy will stay, get yeah. some games. But there could have there could be four or five yeah. places that could change in this game. Talking about the ashes mm. leads me on to my comment of the week. Oh. Uh so this was on BBC Sport, uh on following the match report from, okay. from the Ashes. Yeah. Uh Bit of a lengthy one. 
Okay. Unlike the others, which I, I like and I mm-hmm. pick out. This is a bit of a lengthier one. Yeah. If you actually look at the figures, they don't lie. Steve Smith played two superb innings. Our bowlers had no answer to his wit and guile with the bat. Mm-hmm. Our spinners could get no movement at all or very little. Nathan Lyon is able to, to get turn and grip where we could not. Perhaps the most telling statistic is that we managed 146 as a team, just four more than Steve Smith alone. QED. What I like about this is he's only actually put one figure in there. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Where's the figures? Where, where are the figures for wit and guile? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I saw some figures actually of how little spin Marine was getting. That's not a figure. <laughs> no yeah. figure for that. Oh, it's such grip. Such grip. Eight grips. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an eight on the grip scale. You, you can't disagree with those figures. I mean, the figures don't lie, they, do they? We should spend less time on the internet. It's comment of the week. Backseat Coaches presents WWE. Brackets S. Time for another world's weirdest event. Bracket sports. Yep, just yeah. about. <laughs> We're still there. We're still hanging in. We are clinging on by our fingertips. Do you have some wrestling names for us? I do, of course. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's your favourite part of the week. <laughs> this week, because I've been away. Ooh. Yeah, you've got a plane theme. Did you fly to Dublin? I did fly to Dublin, just about. And did you spot some things on the plane? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be <laughs> the satanic steward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be real scary on a plane. It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> Trapped in there with them, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Poking you with little like, pokers while they go tridents. <laughs> As they go past. <laughs> trying yeah, to get I hot think drinks. that's what satanists do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can be... Sawville Wright. Saw. Oh yeah. Is that I right? Orville Wright. Yeah. That's the right name, yeah. isn't it? I just made that one literally right this second, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> or you can be the in-flight meal because that's pretty nasty, isn't it? Hey, hey. take that airlines. <laughs> um, that's satire. That is. <laughs> I'll I'll be uh, Mr. In-flight. Mr. In-flight. <laughs> Mr. The in-flight. Okay. Um, you've got cryptic cryptic Have names. I. Uh, they might give you a clue as to where we're going. Might they? (laughs) How cryptic are they? I'd be surprised if you got it from these. Brilliant. (laughs) That's how cryptic I like my clues. You can be Safari Steve. Okay. Desert Dunes Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Or the Skeleton Coaster. What? What? The Skeleton Coaster. Coaster. Is a skeleton coaster thing. It is. Oh, then that one is not very inventive. <laughs> I thought for a minute you'd been really good on that. <laughs> I want to be, what was the first one? Safari Steve. Safari Steve. I want to be Safari Steve, even though it's rubbish. <laughs> I want to be Safari Steve. I didn't take too long thinking of them. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> so I'm going to say we're somewhere, somewhere in Africa. Oh, Nairobi, maybe? Kenya? No. No, Namibia. How on earth? I'm a genius. I can tell it was an N. I could feel it. <laughs> yes, we are going to Namibia, specifically North Namibia. Mm-hmm. Which you actually have been to. I have. Mm, sort of. I've been driven through yeah. this region, the Kavango region mm-hmm. in the north of uh, Namibia, where they play a game called Butu. Yeah. Namibian dodgeball is how it's advertised. Yeah, so this is the, one of the first ones of these that we've done that I've actually known beforehand yes. what it's going to be. So I actually, I'd, I probably know as much as you, to be honest, by the looks you of it. You absolutely do. <laughs> there was not very much information. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, um, two teams mm-hmm. of 10, I think. Yep. Uh, the offensive team? Yeah. Of two? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, we'd say it that way, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess like that's when you can score points. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. So two players mm-hmm. will try to fill up an empty bottle with sand. Yeah. And then pour it out, emptying it. So the act of filling it all the way up and then emptying it uh, okay. is one point. Yeah. 
Whilst they're trying to do this, though, they have to dodge a ball being thrown by the opposing team's 10 players. Yeah. They're, like, surrounding them in a circle, from yeah. what I could see. Um, so, from, from what we saw, mm-hmm. I think at one point the ball went outside that circle of 10 which is, and the crowd like were really cheering because yeah. they just like, went to town that with the ball. Saying, was just, yeah, filling it, filling it, filling it, tip, fill, 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 tip. Yeah. yeah, so it's like in cricket when it goes past the boundary and they can't find it in the covers. That's <laughs> yeah. what you want to happen. Um, what I couldn't see is if it's like cricket mm-hmm. and once you lose oh, yeah. nine wickets. Yeah, that's a good question. Whether, it's, whether, you, whether everybody gets to fill the bottle. Yeah. It's because, it's, yeah, like you said, it's teams of 10, but only two of the one team are active at any one yeah. point. So whether, when they get hit, does somebody sub in and once they for get that through... person? Or is it, do you think it's pairs? So once one of the pair gets hit, the pair come out and another pair and come so in. And so you get five pairs, yeah. five wickets. Yeah, effectively, yeah. Um, could not see. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're from Namibia or anything, give us, give us a ring. Yeah, get in touch. Ooh, there was that Butu expert on that video. Uh, I'll what? give a ring, shall I? <laughs> Henry? Yes, that was his name. Henry <laughs> Heinrich, I think it was. Heinrich Butu. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? That He's a world expert. He's named after it. Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make up a sport, name it after yourself. Name it after yourself. <laughs> like the Barclay Marathons, but not really. <laughs> Backseat Coaches presents WWE. Bracket S. If you're a fan of WWEs, which you obviously are, then no buy our DVD. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're advertising our greatest hits. Which weirdly, I do have. I do have all of our greatest hits. Nice. Yeah, so coming soon. Yeah, coming soon to a CD store. Do they have C- them anymore? CD store. Coming soon to a, blo- a blockbuster <laughs> near you. Stores anymore? <laughs> um, or I would recommend watching ESPN The Ocho. Mm. So on the 8th of August, mm-hmm. uh, every year, well, oh. it started last year yeah. and it was very popular. So it looks like it's going to continue. Okay. So it's definitely, definitely happened again this year. Yep. Um, and hopefully it'll happen again next year. Mm. But um, sort of taking inspiration from the Dodgeball movie. Yes. Uh, where the Dodgeball World Championships were shown on ESPN, ESPN 8, 8 yeah. the Ocho. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one day a year, ESPN2 becomes ESPN8, the Ocho, and they play highlights and games from some lesser-known sports. Yeah, same as we do, but they actually have a lot of visuals and images and stuff. But if they're looking for two new presenters... Yeah, well, I've sent my CV <laughs> off, so I didn't send yours off, I don't want you to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so included this year was Ultimate. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they were showing games from the US Open Championships. Nice. Cornhole. Yes. And um, we saw that video of an incredible cornhole shot a little yeah. while ago. And that was like, wasn't that like ultra cornhole? Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Sports stacking, when they stack cups up really quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Spike ball. Nice. You played in the World Championships of that. European Championships. European Championships, yeah. But so you'll be on. Yep. <laughs> I've got some footage. I can send him it. <laughs> Competitive eating. Oh, okay. Ultimate dodgeball. Ooh. Like dodgeball, but imagine playing it on a giant trampoline. That does sound good. Sky Zone Ultimate Dodgeball. That's its full title. Nice. We, we I've played, not seen that. We kind of played that. Remember when we went to the uh, fancy, yeah. fancy place? What was it called? Trampoline, trampoline Park. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, also on there is Kabaddi, uh-huh. uh, ping pong, which isn't really a lesser known sport. not a weird sport. No. Chess boxing. Okay. Um, saber combat, which is lightsabers, but they're not allowed to say lightsabers because it's trademarked. Damn it. <laughs> I thought it was actual sabers and real swords. <laughs> um, uh, probably most interesting is uh, highlights from the Moxie Games, uh-huh. which is like a mini Olympics, Ooh. including headies. Which is the table tennis oh, with heading. With the football? Yeah. Yes, I've That's seen awesome. that. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. World Juggling Federation Champions. Nice. Trick Shot Grand Prix, Grand Prix Billiards. Trick Shot Grand Prix Billiards. What is that? Uh, so they're driving around in Grand Prix cars. 
playing billiards. No, doing trick it, shots. it is just billiards, trick shots. Boring. I don't Next. buy this one. <laughs> Rock, yeah, paper, get rid of the Grand Prix. rock, paper, scissors, championships. Nice. Let's forget about that. No, that's cool. It's a, it's a mental game, rock, paper, scissors. You have to psych <laughs> your opponent out. Seapack uh, Tack Raw. Oh, I've, the, re- I've heard that name, but I don't know what it is. It's the volleyball played with your feet and like a really small ball. Oh, okay. It's awesome. It's really cool. Oh, is it where they do the massive bicycle kicks yes. over the net? Yeah, yeah I've one. seen that. I think I posted a picture of that on our Twitter account once. Because there's this guy leaping like 20 feet in the air to yeah. try and bicycle kick something. Yeah, the... Uh, it comes the, down on like the heads and stuff. The, the, um, the net is about head height. Yeah. So but, you have to get over the net. Yeah, you have to get high to do bicycle kicks. Um, it does look awesome. And dodge juggle. People throwing dodgeballs at jugglers. Saw the video of that, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> on unicycles, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't I don't, I don't think they're on unicycles, <laughs> but it would be awesome if they were. With in a bear pit. <laughs> <laughs> Underwater. So uh yeah, if you like a WWE and want to watch something. <laughs> and, and time travel to before this episode comes out. <laughs> it'll it'll be on streaming devices like internets. Yeah. They can do that, can't they? What what watch it back? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I say they, like yeah. the wizards. <laughs> So good luck, Wizards. <laughs> Live from Las Vegas, it's the Las Vegas International Dodgeball Open here on ESPN 8. The Ocho, bringing you the finest in seldom seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's almost a sport, we've got it here. I have a game for you this week. Hooray! It's been a long time in the making. It has, hasn't it? Um, this is one of those games where we came up with the name of the game. You say we. <laughs> I th- this was a we. Okay. This was a we. Oh, okay. We came up with the name of the game oh, okay. before we came up with the game. I think I know so what I've, this is. So I've been spending a few weeks trying to think of a concept. Brilliant. And then a few more days fulfilling the Actually, concept. Yes, fleshing it out. Um, so I would like to play a, a game of Confirm the Herb. Yes. <laughs> Oregano and paprika, they make your food taste extra nice. Everything else can be just kicked to the curb once you've played a game of Confirm the Herb. So, <laughs> if you want to know how we came up with this name, <laughs> listen to our extra Patreon episodes <laughs> where we do the making of. <laughs> Um, yeah, so for everybody who was there that evening, yeah. this is for you. Yeah, <laughs> all six of you. <laughs> Probably all our listeners, so that's fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I have some sporting herbs, <laughs> which I would describe. What? <laughs> what do you mean sporting herbs? I, th- I think the only way... <laughs> Is to get into it. Just learn by playing. Yeah. Learn by losing. Um, okay. And and you'll uh, you'll get it pretty quickly. All right. I think. Okay. I'm in. So, question one. Yep. Uh, fairly easy. Basil faulty. It's that that concept. Okay. You got it already. Which ex England spinners' aromatic and sweet flavour makes them <laughs> ideal for teas, beverages. <laughs> And I, I screamed. <laughs> that, that's a great sentence. <laughs> um, say it again without laughing. <laughs> Which ex-England spinner's aromatic and sweet flavour makes mm-hmm. them ideal for teas, beverages and ice creams? Okay. Aromatic. What was the next word? Sweet flavour. Sweet flavour. So vanilla, that's good for ice creams. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily for teas so much. Minty panasar. Minty panasar. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Bang on. That's so good. <laughs> I'll have a panasar chocolate chip, please. <laughs> Yes, I like this game. Weirdly, <laughs> I was actually thinking up a game that was very similar to this <laughs> the yeah. other day. Yeah, 
We might play two in a row. Yeah, awesome. I think there's a lot of legs in this game. Yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> okay, question two. Which ex-England striker is often used as flavourings in stuffings on roast lamb or pork? Okay. Lamb, like, sage? No. Often used alongside sage. Rosemary. Yes. Rosemary. Now, former England striker. Is that right? Yep. Rosemary. Oh, Wayne Rosemary. No. Wayne Rosemary. <laughs> Wayne Rosemary. <laughs> I'll give you it, though. That's rubbish. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Rosemary, mm, delicious <laughs> potatoy rosemary. But that—that's sort of the quality that we're going. Good. For. Okay. So, get the herb. <laughs> Find all that starts with the same letter. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Good. Which Spanish centre back is mm. primarily used to season <coughs> and colour rices, stews, and soups? Saffron. No. Not saffron. Mm. Season, so say again, season. Rices, stews and soups. Rices, stews and soups. What do you put in rice? Egg? Uh, herbal spice. Oh, okay. Spice. So, turmeric? No. I'll give you another clue. Yeah. Frequently sprinkled raw on foods as a garnish, but flavour is best brought out by heating. Parsley? No. Parsley. Flavour is best brought out by heating. Basil? No. Uh, a little bit, um, a little bit more exotic. Tarragon. A little bit spicier. Paprika. Paprika. Yes. Okay. Is it... It's not Pepe. That would be really <laughs> difficult. Just call him Paprika. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spanish. Spanish centre-back, you yep. say? Former? Current. Current. Current Spanish centre-back. Something with Paprika in it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> Gerard Paprika. <laughs> Gerard Paprika. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is rubbish. Is it though? Yes. <laughs> it's fun, but it's rubbish. Oh, this next one's a good one. Okay. <laughs> Gerard Paprika. He's <laughs> a Canadian, isn't he? It's a new crisp flavour. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, like, That's quite good. Yeah, these could all be crisp flavours. It could all very all good. new sponsorship deals. Oh, I knew you were working for Walkers secretly. <laughs> okay, which English hurdler's earthy, warming, and aromatic character makes them a staple in certain stews, soups, and spiced gravies such as curry and chili? Cumin. Straight away. Straight in. Okay, what was the thing? What was the first? What is it? Sprinter. English hurdler. Hurdler. Cumin Jackson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm getting it. <laughs> Cumin Jackson. Oh, it's so rubbish. <laughs> it's got some of the same letters. That's all. Which current England bowler leaves a tart lemon lime <laughs> <laughs> the questions are the best bit. <laughs> okay, go on. I'll try and finish. Yeah. <coughs> Just like the English bowler. <laughs> Which current England bowler leaves a tart lemon lime taste in the mouth and is used in a wide range of dishes? Don't. That could be anything. <laughs> Tart lemon lime lemon taste. Lemon lime taste. A herb that has lemon or lime flavour to it. Whoa. Maybe, Ooh, maybe start with the bowler. <laughs> 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 no! <laughs> I won't get the herb from the bowler. 
Right, lemon and lime herb. So, the entire plant is edible, okay. but fresh leaves and dried seeds are most commonly used for cooking. Coriander. Is it? Coriander. I'm good at this. Yeah, I do know my herbs. Um, English bowler. Yeah. Current English bowler. Coriander... James Curry Anderson. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one a lot. <laughs> that okay. was good because it had like some of the actual letters of his name in it. <laughs> so did Cumin. Cumin Jackson's actually not too bad, the more I think about it. So you're five from five at the moment. I'm smashing it, aren't I? And there's nine questions. Ooh, okay. So you're already over half Going eight. well so far. Don't want to get too cocky. <laughs> I imagine the last herbs are... Well, we've had all the herbs I know, yeah. I think. Um, which South African batsman is regarded to have the world's most popular aroma? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Widely used to flavour foods, beverages and cosmetics. Foods, something and beverages. Is it vanilla? A, yes. B, de vanillas. A.B. de Vanillias. Yes! <laughs> I, I knew the batsman on that one as well. It's the only one it could be. <laughs> no one knows any other South Africans. That was very quick. Yeah. Okay. A lot not, of cricketers in this. Vanilla, not technically a herb, is it? It was on all the lists. As a herb? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, I guess I guess herbs don't have to be dried, do they? No, it's a, a flavouring. They yeah. get they get a little bit yeah, more fair. abstract than that. So good. Yeah. <laughs> six from six, not for long. <laughs> Which ex-India batter is the most expensive spice in the world? Is it frankincense, myrrh? No. Tarragon. I've I've had tarragon. I can't be that. Taste. Is hay-like and sweet. Lemongrass. Hay-like and sweet. Uh, I mean, if it's really expensive, I'm not going to have had it. Because <laughs> I'm poor. Oh, I'm, I'm not poor, I'm stingy. <laughs> Truffle. No. Mm. That would be out there as a herbal spice. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty out there. Oh, this is going to be tough because... Adds a luminous yellow-orange colour to foods. Turmeric does that. It's not But it's not turmeric. No. Saffron. Saffron? Saffron. It's the world's most expensive herb. Yeah. Is it really? Apparently. Vanilla's second. Oh, I guess herbs just aren't expensive then. Well, because you don't buy, like, kilograms oh, of yeah, them, Yeah, I you? guess pound for pound, I suppose. But, yeah. you know, even so, like, a bit of, like, a jar of herb is a fair amount, isn't it? How many grams it, do you think is in a jar? Like, 100? Yeah, including the jar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so what did I say? Saffron tendulka. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm still quite surprised that saffron is the most expensive herb in the world. Because I've eaten saffron. I've not had it just, often. Just, just on its own? Yeah, I'll just go and pick it out well, of the garden. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, my tongue's all yellow. <laughs> Okay, question eight. Which ex-Man United midfielder is a hardy perennial herb with yellow flowers and feathery leaves? <laughs> it's still funny. Think hardy and feathery. <laughs> a chicken. <laughs> hardy perennial herb. Fern. No, they're not a herb, are they? So I didn't know this was a herb. I'd say this was more of a plant slash vegetable. Ooh. Uh, cabbage, lettuce. No, uh, leek. Like a leek, but squatter. <laughs> <laughs> a potato, but squatter than a leek. Oh, uh, 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 what are them f gourd things? Is that what you mean? Where they have like a stick out of the top and a thing at the bottom. Green. Right. Yeah, green at the top and then white at the bottom. Is that yeah. a real thing? Or yeah, well, I, I, think I, know, I think I know what you mean. Spring onion. No. Onions. 
Sort of like an onion, but green. Like which sort of onion? A white onion? Yeah. But green? Yeah. Kiwi? Vegetable. Vegetable. Lime? No, that's a fruit again. Vegetable. Swede? No. I hope I'm thinking of the right thing. (laughs) You probably are. I mean, none of the things I've said are green. (laughs) I'm just saying words at the moment. Uh, Aniseed flavour. Fennel. Boom. Should have given you that clue first. Yeah, I have never seen fennel. I know I have seen fennel, but I don't. I wouldn't know what it looked like. But yeah, I think you're all right. I think it does look vaguely like that. Yeah, that is what I was thinking of, I think. Yeah. It's like long and then white at the bottom, and that's ah, the cool. flavor, I think. <laughs> anyway, what was it? was former United midfielder. Yep. Uh, Darren Fennelcher. Hardy and Feathery. <laughs> <laughs> That's the person, not the. Not the Describe both, which is very good. <laughs> Hardy and feathery. Um, Michael Carrick, Roy Keane, Hardy and feathery. Nicky Butt, he was quite feathery. Um, Paul Scholes, Fennel. I don't want to say I don't, I don't want to say no. <laughs> I don't want to give up. <laughs> Currently plays in China. Does he? Yes. United midfielder that plays in China. Uh, that I probably should know. Oh, do you know? I think I can. I don't think I can get it. Uh, you might not. You might not call him feathery now because he's had a haircut. Feathery United midfielder. So he had like... (laughs) (laughs) Marouane Fenelaney. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's very good. It's very good. So (laughs) realise. So he must have had big (laughs) bush. I could see that you saw it in my eyes. I got it. That was good. I that was a great feeling of realization. <laughs> Hardy oh. and feathery and feathery. <laughs> well, you're you're just oh. about eight from eight. I need to relax after that. <laughs> that was a taxing one. Final question. Okay. Which current Premier League manager is the staple herb of Italian cuisine? Basil, oregano. Ore- got it in two. Oregano, oregano, Solskjaer. Oligano Solskjaer. <laughs> yes. I'll give you it. Yes. Well, I mean, you can't <laughs> not give it me. <laughs> That's good. That makes you nine from nine. Perfect score. Oh, chef. Oh, I know my herbs. <laughs> I know my onions. <laughs> oregano paprika they make your food taste extra nice everything else can be just kicked to the curb once you've played a game of confirm it's time for another world record of the week what's gone what's gone down this week big things Big things have been happening. The, a couple of is that the record yeah. biggest thing? Big things. <laughs> so Dave, big thing. Has, <laughs> no, I've got a couple of honourable mentions because I read a few this week that I liked. Um, there was an honourable mention to some people who did the biggest canine photo shoot with three hundred and sixty-eight dogs. Is that all? Yeah, I thought that, that's not that many, no, but I... apparently that broke the record by quite a distance. Just whoever's got the time, I suppose, isn't it? I mean, getting all those dogs to stay still in one place might be difficult, I suppose. Yeah. Because they're a bit, like, you yeah. tell one to stay, but then you'd be telling it all on the line. <laughs> Maybe the previous world record had, like, 500 dogs, half but had, couldn't get them yeah, together. Yeah, half of them would run away. Yeah. <laughs> too many. Went Pro- too big. Yeah, it's probably harder than you think, I reckon, that <laughs> one. Um, there was also a record 
broken in Mississippi, where a town broke the record for the most people eating watermelon at the same time, with 754 people. Hmm? They broke that by a distance as well. The, the, the record before that was like 200 odd. I love watermelon. I would happily try and break that record. Uh, as you know, I wouldn't want to share. Mm, that's there's, it. there's your problem again isn't it <laughs> could be done but very difficult to sort of stop people from nicking it all <laughs> but the actual world record of the week was broken well organized by sebastian lemay in warwick quebec another canadian record no. can you guess what it is it's an incredibly canadian record is it most maple syrup drunk in an hour close swimming in maple syrup no you've got the the food aspect is good what else do canadians love oh poutine the biggest ever poutine made oh i love poutine can you guess how heavy the poutine that they made was Uh, 30 kilograms 80 kilograms the world record think bigger 200 kilograms of poutine think bigger 500 kilograms of poutine. Three metric tons. What? 3,039 kilograms of poutine. They had to use a table 18 meters long in this fucking massive trough to (laughs) fit it all in. It is huge. How would you heat that through? A very good question. It took them 28 hours to prepare. They needed 40 deep fat fryers to prepare the... I don't know. I don't really know how you make poutine. I didn't think it was in a fryer. but apparently uh, it was. To fry the chips. So it's like chips with gravy and cheese, right? Chips, cheese and gravy. Yeah, which is, we have it here. We don't call it poutine. We call it northern food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they call it breakfast. Yeah. Uh, so they used 7,000 potatoes. Two, is that all? Yeah, I thought that was not that many. But like very many potatoes weigh a lot, don't they? Potatoes. Well, one potato. How, how oh. thick did they make the gravy? Because that could add all the weight. It was 17,000 ounces of sauce. I don't know why they put that one in ounces and not in pounds or kilograms. Which is a lot, I think. 17,000. Yep. <laughs> divided by 14. So it's probably about three pounds of cheese. No, that's not right. One and a bit pounds. One and a bit thousand pounds of sauce. It's, not, it's mostly taters. Mostly yeah, taters. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the weight is coming from the taters. 2,000 pounds of cheese. Um, the previous record was 4,409 pounds, um, which is about 2,000, two metric tons. And they thought, that's nowhere near <laughs> enough. But they did then sell it off uh, at $10, $10 per person. And 6,000 people ate it up. What? So they made $60,000 for a charity in Canada. Nice. Which I thought was very good. So good on you, Sebastian. And I want to come next year. I've never had poutine, so it's delicious. And if you could do me some watermelon as well, perfect. <laughs> Everyone's the best at at least one thing. It's the world record of the week. Have you got your pocket money this week? I only got a pound. My mum said I'd been a good boy, so mine were really cheap this week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down the market, shall we? Have you been this week? This week, I went to the All Black official merchandise shop. Did you indeed? I went to somewhere very similar, known for their ferocity, known for their tenacity. It's the Aston Villa Football Club Ooh, shop. Yeah, is it known for fighting? Aren't they? So, <laughs> <laughs> go on. What's your first item? From my the first land? one is actually very good. Oh, and I thought I'd share it because I think it's a very good idea. Oh, okay, it's got a funny name though. Oh, for a hundred dollars. You can get sports ears. Okay. It's a great name. You're right. <laughs> sports ears. It's they like cauliflower ears. <laughs> <laughs> Look like Loris Delalio. <laughs> Don't hear your friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little radio, 
But through it, you hear the referee, assistant referee, oh. the interchange referee, and the TMO. Genius idea. In one ear, and in the other ear, you can hear the television commentary. Absolute genius. Yeah. That is brilliant. That's like <laughs> what you have at the, at the snooker, right? Yeah. That's so good. In rugby, you need that as well. Because half the time in rugby, if you're there live, you've got no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, I've no clue. I've watched the Barbars uh, once. I've no idea how they scored on their tries. They <laughs> <laughs> just kept getting penalties just randomly. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a top idea. Yeah. Oh, I actually want one of those. <laughs> 100 bucks, though. It's quite expensive. 100 New Zealand Kiwi dollars. dollars. It's right, about a five. I can't afford it with my pocket money. <laughs> well... My first item is an absolute cheapskate item. It is an Aston Villa sweet Christmas cracker. I don't know what makes it sweet. This is why I thought it was quite nice. Yeah, it, as in a Christmas cracker you pull. Yes, yes, a Christmas... Not, not one you eat. Boom, no. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise it would make sense. <laughs> no, it is a Christmas cracker that you pull and I assume has a very nice joke inside. As opposed to their offensive Christmas yeah. crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is most of them. <laughs> You have to pay extra for the sweet ones. <laughs> How many blues does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> so, up next, mm-hmm. what what do you really need to be a super fan? Ooh, a what, shirt. A shirt. Sports ears. Maybe a flag. Yeah, a mask. Mask. Mm. Um, cape. Cape. <laughs> But what every fan needs, what every fan needs and should be taken to the stadium mm-hmm. is an All Blacks 8-volt lithium-ion cordless angle grinder. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you definitely can't take that to the ground. <laughs> Only $489. Okay. Heavy-duty Mabuchi motor, more Ooh. powerful, fast, and efficient for better performance. Mm. I've never heard of Mabuchi. Nope, me neither. So that probably <laughs> indicates more about me than about Mabuchi, to be honest. Three position auxiliary side handle. You say three positions? Yep. Well, that's good. Spindle lock for quick and easy wheel changes. Mm, useful. <laughs> like a bike, <laughs> quick, quick release. <laughs> Everything you need to be yeah. an all-black super fan. <laughs> to, to, to be an on-the-go axle grinder. <laughs> you got an axle? Give me it here. Well, my second thing is an Aston Villa stadium coordinates wall art print. <laughs> stadium coordinates. <laughs> this is the most useless thing I think I've ever found on the internet. It's literally an art print of some numbers in red and blue. <laughs> No one would ever know. Not even claret and blue. No, red. Quite red. (laughs) Probably claret, to be honest. But, I mean, what a useless piece of junk, basically. (laughs) Waste of 20 quid. The only reason I can see it is people go, what's that? And you can talk about Aston Villa. That is not a bad shout, yeah. A bit of a conversation (laughs) piece. Either that or... You get lost. <laughs> How do I find Villa Park again, love? <laughs> Look on the bloody wall. <laughs> Put it into your GPS coordinates tracker. We've all got one, haven't we? <laughs> so, last up, after all your angle grinding. Yeah, tired out, aren't I? Probably need a shower. Yeah, would do. Be sweaty. So why not use all black two-in-one shampoo and conditioner? Why not? For a mere $9.95. Ooh, bargain. I don't know if that's a lot of monies. No, no idea. Kiwi dollar's not very strong, so I don't think so. But it's sufficient that you can opt to pay in instalments <laughs> of six or four weeks. Wow, that's good. Yeah, well, you know, some rugby fans are poor, aren't they? Living hand to mouth, so... But, all blacks. Very nice hair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they mm. do. They all have good hair, don't they? they? do. Yeah, they take a lot of care of themselves. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> nice cheap hair price option and pay it on layaway. <laughs> don't have to worry about paying it all out of your salary straight away. <laughs> Julian <Madness. Sarvea. laughs> My final item this week is an Aston Villa part of the Premier League mug. It is a mug that says part of the Premier League on it. Brave, I think. <laughs> that can... I change them every year. <laughs> yeah. I think 
You buy it now and use it while you can. <laughs> but or when 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 you say part of the Premier League, mm. is it the part that Aston Villa's not in? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't say Aston Villa anywhere on the yeah. box. <laughs> what who are you a fan of? I'm not saying. <laughs> some some of the Premier League. Some of the Premier League, I like. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what a lovely trip to market. Team of the week. Team of the week this week. After you hijacked it last week, your cheating team, I've uh, gone and done the same, haven't I? <laughs> Except this week, Everton actually have done something real good. For once. For once. <laughs> no, we're always doing good things, you shut up. Um, Everton recently signed Moise Keane from Juventus mm-hmm. uh, for £29 million. Uh, 19-year-old superstar. He's going to be a genius. I'm telling you, he's going to be the new Premier League superstar. Um, and Everton, I thought, I really are backing him to do that. And no pressure, <laughs> no pressure, but they also have done something real good. Um, Moise Keane was subject to some racist abuse in Juventus or in Italy, um, from I think it was Napoli fans, I might be wrong on that. Um, and it was a whole thing, it was re- like, yeah, bad. The, the Italy kind of known for racism in football and racism in the country in general, it's not, um, it's something that's kind of rife in the country. Um, but Everton have sort of responded to that in uh. In their signing and fan group Country Road Bobblers, no idea. Why not? No idea. Don't know what that means at all. <laughs> um, they raised, well, they attempted to raise £1,000 to put up an anti-racism banner to help uh, welcome Moise Keane to Goodison Park. Nice. And that's going to be up all season. They absolutely smashed their target. They've raised over £3,000 now. Um, over £1,000 budget and the rest is all sort of going into the club, I think, and just to supporting the club um i i joined in put five quid in myself did you fan yes yeah. blessing the cat exactly well you gotta you gotta do your little bit haven't you they're also moist keen uh any sort of you know they have like the the signing show i don't really know what it is like when it's like a press conference uh when they um announced the... yeah like an unveiling yes an unveiling. Um, then they had all the press there um they gave a shirt both to him and to his mum with Mammy written on it. Nice. So I thought it was really nice. Um, so Everton really are sort of going out of their way to make him feel at home. Is that why they spent so much on him? Because they've got his mum as well. Two Sen- signings for the price back. of one. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You haven't seen how good she is. You don't know. <laughs> so basically this week, Everton have won the Premier League. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Team of the a funny story to round out the week, as we always do. This week is a goodie. Uh, it's right up the street of funny stories, isn't it? Big fan. It's, <laughs> yeah, very much last story on the news sort of, yes. sort of territory. Um, the game, oh, I'm not sure if it was a competitive game between Tiptree Endgain FC and Stanway Rovers Reserves, which kind of makes me think it wasn't necessarily a particularly... No. It, was a, it was a park game anyway. Um, their referee very close to kickoff, had to pull out the referee who was going to do the game. Um, luckily, they managed to find a, a replacement referee at the last minute who, unfortunately, did not have a whistle. Had left his whistle at home, I guess. Surely game cancelled. Dropped it down the drain or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, wouldn't you? You would think, game over. Can't can't have a game without a whistle. Not old Tiptree Endgame FC. No. They <laughs> stole a toy from a toddler. <laughs> they took a they got a toddler's harmonica just lying around (laughs) (laughs) and they gave it to the referee to referee the game with (laughs) almost in a don't forget your whistle again will you (laughs) because this is what's going to happen it's hilarious there's a video online of it Every every different decision is a different note which I like it's good a little bit of musical interpretation Uh, I'd like to know if you kept it consistent like a, a yellow card, yeah. a yellow card decision is G minor. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Red card, F sharp. <laughs> I'm really angry now. <laughs> but the best thing about it was, um, well, from according to the few fans who were there, there was a lot less dissent towards the referee <laughs> I assume because they assumed he was a toddler <laughs> they're used to hearing that sound come from small children so they didn't they didn't question his decisions quite so much so obviously we found the new way that sport has to be refereed there's been a lot of changes 
uh, in the rules for this Premier <laughs> League true. season. What's one more? Have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you want to find more of our episodes... You and can why f- wouldn't you? Well, everybody does. I mean, everyone. Everyone I, in the world. I don't know how they found this one. <laughs> I don't know how anyone finds podcasts, to be honest. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> but you can find ours yes. on our website, which is uh, backseatcoaches.co.uk. You can. You can get involved with us on Facebook. We are Backseat Coaches Podcast on Facebook. We've got a little cheeky page. Or send us a tweet on Twitter, at Backseat Coaches. Yeah. We do all kinds of fun stuff on Twitter. I posted a thing about wrestling robots the other day on Twitter. This little video of robots wrestling. So if you want to see that, go to Twitter. You, you get any retweets? No. <laughs> 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 you can also find us on Podchaser, which is a good like podcast aggregator. They're pretty cool. Or iTunes. Yeah. And if you do it through iTunes, give us a little five-star review. Anywhere you find us, give us five stars, please. If, Please. If, if you see us in the street, just give us like five stars. I would love, oh, do you know? Like Milky Way stars. stars. No, Milky uh, Way stars. That's oh, what I want. Oh, nice. So go and buy some and give them to me. <laughs> <laughs>